The idea of climbing the corporate ladder and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is one that we tend to romanticize. Sounds like a story of determination and strength when, in reality, it can lead to a stubborn and narcissistic mentality, which fits the man of today's episode to a T. So how does a wife and family cope with a stubborn husband and father? Let's find out. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing you the story of a husband and wife living two separate lives. His ambition moved him up in the world, and he'd schmooze anyone to climb a rung on the ladder. In loneliness, she turned to false religion and promises of happiness that felt, well, too good to be true. We'll see just who could turn two separate lives into two changed lives in today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The classic true story of Gail and Alice Evans. Is it just you, Mrs. Evans? Yes, uh, my husband, Gail, is not... Yes, it, it's just me today. All right. Uh, would it be okay for me to discuss the results with you now? Of course, Doctor. Are you the sort of person that uh, wants all the details of your condition or the big picture? Um, let's start with the big picture and then fill in the details. Very well. <clears throat> your test results have come back positive. Positive as in good? No, positive as in what we're testing for is in fact present. Oh, dear. When we speak of being unshackled, we're not referring to something that is needed only by those down and out. The truth is that this need is as widespread as mankind. It is the need of every person on earth, and it has nothing to do with occupation, education, social standing, or economic level. Actually, the need is often more readily recognized by the people of the street than it is by those who are well situated. On the street, a man knows that something is wrong. In more comfortable circumstances, he may tell himself that everything is fine. That's how it was for the man in our story. He held a well-paying position, lived in a comfortable home in an attractive community, and had a wife and children who loved him. As a result, he suffered under the handicap of having the outward evidence of well-being and if the inward evidence was not always so reassuring, he did his best to shrug it off as being of little importance. In this, he was much like many others. You may even be reminded of your own situation as we bring you the classic true story of Gail and Alice Evans, right now on Unshackled. It's my hope that my story will speak to your heart and resound through fixed mindsets we all can fall into at times. That hope is my only reason for telling it. 
Otherwise, I'd never let the world know just how stubborn and foolish I was for so many years. Perhaps I should begin with the year. I was 17. I was a member of the United States rifle team, and we went to England for a match. Well, Evans, uh, that's very impressive shooting. Thank you, sir. But these Brits are doing a very good job, too. I think we have to be a little more impressive if we hope to win this match. Yeah, well, tell me, where did you learn to shoot, anyway? Down in West Virginia, with my dad. Oh. Uh, did you do match shooting, too? <laughs> no, no, sir. I wouldn't call it that. It, it was pot shooting. What do you mean? Rabbits. My, my dad was a roller in a steel mill, and there were five of us children. During strikes, especially, it, it was pretty hard to make ends meet, so... Dad used to take me out rabbit hunting, strictly for the pot. Really? With a rifle? <laughs> Dad had a shotgun, but all I owned was a light rifle. So that's what I used to get my rabbits. <laughs> well, nothing like a strong motive to give a man the will to hit. You certainly have that. Your scores prove it. <laughs> Thanks again. Uh, you going to college, Evans? Yes, Ohio State. Okay, and then what? Well, Dad left the mill several years ago and went into the insurance business. He wants me to go into it. Uh-huh. Well, is that what you want? I'd rather stand on my own two feet. Well, good. I'll tell you what, Evans. Uh, you just might find my business more to your liking. What's that, sir? Well, we manufacture guns and ammunition. That, of course, explains my interest in this match. Well, we're always on the lookout for promising young men who know guns and enjoy shooting. Well, that I do. Well, if you're interested in taking up business administration in school and make a respectable showing here, I think I can promise you a job with us. In sales when you graduate. Oh, that'd be wonderful, sir. Well, I hoped you'd feel that way. Uh, look, at here's my card, Evans. You keep in touch. Keep me posted on how things are going in school. Uh, do well, and, well, you, you'll have yourself a job. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Not at all. Now, you can begin by winning this match. That meeting on an English rifle range set the pattern for my business life. At the height of the Great Depression, having the promise of a job gave me a tremendous amount of enthusiasm. Then, as graduation drew near, I developed another enthusiasm. Her name was Alice Dotson, and she was from Lima, Ohio. That was a very nice dinner. I think I'll have to learn to do Cantonese cooking myself. A very good idea. I'll enjoy it. Oh, you will? I think I'll open my fortune cookie and see what's inside. Go ahead. But if my name's not on it, you'll know it's fake. What are you talking about? Us. I can tell you more about your future than any old fortune cookie. Because I intend to be in it. Oh, is that right? We were married the week of graduation in 1935. Even though I wasn't sure how my new employer would receive the news that the youngest member of their sales force was already a married man, we moved to the headquarters town of the company, found a place to live, and settled down. Gradually, Alice and I developed separate spheres of interest. For me, it was business. And for Alice, it was our two children, Byron and June. But sometimes, our spheres had a way of colliding more than coming together. Gail, this is more like it. 
having you home for the evening. Yeah, I'm glad I'm home too. And tonight's the first time I could help put the kids to bed in weeks. Oh, I wish it happened much oftener. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Anything special you'd like me to plan for dinner tomorrow? Whatever you want will be fine. All right. Wait, oh, I forgot. The Mackenzie brothers are coming in from the West Coast. So you won't be here. Well, I'd much rather be, believe me, but these guys own a string of sporting goods stores, and, and I gotta wine and dine them and try and get them to sign. <sighs> and how you dread that. Listen, socializing helps, and when I bring in money for the company, more runs to this family, and you ought to be happy about that, too. I ought to be, huh? Of course. I work as hard as I do for you and the kids. This would be a good place for me to tell my part of the story. Life in those days was a lonely one. All of my friends and family were in Ohio. With Gail away on business so much, it was just me and the children at home. In my loneliness, I began to search for something to fill the emptiness, and I began to seek the Lord. June and Byron were also asking me questions like, who made God? And what was Jesus like? I didn't have all the answers for them, but help for our problem seemed to arrive as the pastor of a nearby church stopped by. You know, we have top-notch facilities. Yes, I've driven past and it looks nice. The background of our Sunday school teachers is phenomenal. Don't you think your children would benefit? I'm sure they would. I know it's hard for me to answer all their questions. Well, how about you try it this Sunday then? We'd be happy to have them. You know, I think that sounds like a great idea. And of course, uh, well, we'd also uh, enjoy having you and your husband attend our worship service. Oh, <laughs> not Gail. If you start preaching to him about sin and salvation and all that, he'll probably get up and walk out. Oh, <laughs> and I wouldn't blame him. Uh, we don't preach uh, fire and brimstone. A bit too old-fashioned for us. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, we're far more progressive. It's important to help people arrive at a code of living that's in keeping with the times. I think I understand. It's so important to equip our congregation so they can engage in dialogue with people of different backgrounds and beliefs, that all may be one. All may be one? Yes, you see, we're accepting, just as Christ was. I see. The children attended Sunday school for some time, although Gail and I rarely attended church. Some friends persuaded us to attend a summer Bible conference, and there, for the first time, we heard a discussion of the Bible as the Word of God. We were deeply impressed and somewhat troubled by the things we heard. If they were true, and the speakers seemed both sincere and well-informed, and we felt we ought to know a great deal more. So, when we returned home, we made a point of having a little talk with our preacher. So, it's happened to you? What do you mean? Well, every year a few people in church run afoul of those Bible-thumping people with their slaughterhouse theology. Then they're asking me to explain what's considered sin and wondering if they're saved. Actually, that's exactly what's happened. Well, please don't give it another thought. And remember this, when you hear that kind of preaching, you're being sold a bill of goods. The pastor's words granted me a sense of relief. 
I had managed to convince myself that my workaholic ways were justified, even though I knew a man away from home as much as I was couldn't really be a good father, and Alice was often lonely. I had the simple sense to recognize my life was selfish, and that this was sin. A sense of guilt could have been a good thing, like a sudden stab of pain that makes you draw back your hand from a hot stove. But Pastor's quick ridicule lulled my feelings of guilt. It made me willing to remain in the wrong, and at a time where my wife really needed me. You're still out here? Trying to put my thoughts together, that's all. <sighs> I got the kids down. Thank you. <laughs> they both informed me. I don't tuck them in right. <laughs> You'll have to learn how to do it. Or I'll just let you do it. <sighs> You're so much better at these things than me. I might not be able to. What do you mean? I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to worry you. Alice, what is it? I wasn't feeling the best, so the doctor ran some tests last week, and I'm just worried, I suppose, at what the results will show. Oh, honey. It's most likely nothing. But if something turns up, we'll deal with it together, Hi. Alice became seriously ill. In her condition, she realized it wasn't enough to conduct dialogues with others. More than anything, she wanted to talk with God, and it led her to a very different sort of church from the one we had been attending. I should have been happy, should have been supportive, but our lives were already being disrupted, so I was anything but, which is why she put her mind to figuring things out for herself. Pastor, I feel like I ought to be serving God somehow, but... I don't have any particular talents. Why would you say that? Well, if I have any, they've never shown. Well, I don't know you very well yet, but you shared that you care for the kids and are a good homemaker. Yeah, but I can't say I have accomplishments or have done something with my life. Uh, on the contrary, Mrs. Evans. I, I think you have a very important role. You do? Of course I do. Look, at serving is a gift. One of my favorite verses is Matthew 25, 40, which says, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. I don't really know if I do that, though. Well, Colossians 3 tells us, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. So, in everything we do, we can be serving and glorifying the Lord? Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, the most important thing we can do is receive Christ by faith, uh, believe and trust in Him as our Savior, to understand we're sinners and He is our only hope, and that He can create in us a clean heart and new spirit. Isn't that kind of the old way of looking at things? No, oh, God's Word never grows old. And in it, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Yeah. And it will be that way regardless of who rises up in whatever generation to claim differently. That makes sense. I recognized my sinful nature. 
So I believed in Jesus as Lord. Only, I didn't feel any change. The pastor reminded me that this is not a matter of feeling, but of faith in what God has promised in the Bible. But one night, very late, I awoke with the realization that God asked me to repent, as well as to receive and believe. Then, at last, my joy overflowed. However, my husband had some unusual reactions. Alice, if I believed Jesus is alive as you say he is, I'd have to quit my job and preach Christ. You want me to go to church with you? Not in your life. Hope you enjoy your out-of-date customs. You won't catch me taking communion. After the children were led to the Lord, Gail's reactions were even more negative. Folks, we'll get back to Gail and Alice's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 73rd year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. And then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check. Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, let's get back to Gail and Alice's story. Daddy, we're going to be baptized. You what? We're going to be baptized. In the river. June, are you out of your mind? What? And in the river. What's wrong with that? I don't want my kids growing up to be fanatics like the ones I used to see down home in West Virginia when I was a boy. Well, Dad, I don't think we're what you could call fanatics. Jesus was baptized in a river. Next thing I know, you and your brother will be passing out gospel tracts on street corners. Why, Daddy, who told you? What? Well, not yet, but we've been talking about it. <laughs> You can go ahead and talk about something else, because it's not going to happen. Oh, Daddy, there's a lot worse things we could be doing. And there's many other ways your time would be better spent. My family, the people in church, my brother-in-law, all kinds of people were praying for me, and I was stubborn. Then I discovered that this was one characteristic that I had passed on to my daughter. She developed a campaign and planned it with care. More shirtboards, June? Lots more. That father of mine believes in advertising and sales promotions. <laughs> Got enough painted signs? Plenty of them. Here. This one will be beside his plate when he comes down to breakfast. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. And if John 3.16 doesn't spoil his breakfast, we'll just find out what John 1.12 does while he's shaving. I'm sticking this in the edge of the mirror. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Then, when he goes to get a clean shirt, he'll find this in the drawer on top of the shirts. Luke 6.46 And why call ye me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? That may hurt your dad's feelings, June. I don't want that. Yes, I do. If it'll bring him to receive Christ. Here, Mom. Here's another one I've made. I thought I'd put it in his car. Joshua 24.15 Choose you this day whom ye will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How much of a campaign can a man resist? Well, that depends on how stubborn he is. And I was very stubborn. But the end came for me toward the close of my vacation. We had spent our time at a Bible camp at Scroon Lake, New York. And while I was there, people all over the place were praying for me. Finally, a man named Elmore Robinson, a banker, sat down to talk with me. Gail, from some of the things I've heard you say, I don't believe you're hostile toward the Lord. Of course not. Then what's holding you back? You really want to know? Fear. Fear if I take a clear-out Christian position, it may cost me further promotion in the company or, or even my job. That's not trusting in God's faithfulness. I... I don't understand. Here. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And how does that apply to me? Well, let's just say that powers includes the company you work for. God promises here that the company you work for cannot separate you from his love. You're allowing it to do so now, but it can't continue. With two days of vacation left, all the other members of the family decided to stay ashore and let me go fishing by myself. Waves slapped the sides of the small boat as I motored along. I thought to myself, I've rejected Christ. And then I thought, well, someday I'll really receive him. And even as I thought it, I realized how ridiculous it sounded. Big deal. I'm gonna do God some kind of favor? Evans, you're an idiot. Well, one thing about it, with my gift of gab and my experience as a salesman, I ought to be able to preach as well or better than most of these ministers. They're not so hot. Well, let's see. I can start like that cornball I heard last week. I know he wasn't sincere. Dearly beloved. <laughs> he couldn't even pronounce beloved right. Dearly beloved. There is a thing that God has said. There's a thing. God, you shut my mouth. I, I, I can't preach. I, I can't preach at all. 
That was it. In that moment, I realized God had exerted his sovereign power directly over me to destroy my capacity to mock or make light of his people. All my resistance died. I was his. He was mine. That was that. I think I can say that it was shown to me more clearly than it is to many that my conversion to Christ was a matter entirely of God's doing, and that His Holy Spirit convicted and converted me as the people of that place prayed. Alice! Alice, come quick! What's wrong? Are the kids all right? Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, they're fine. I just saw them eating ice cream on the on the dock. Oh, don't scare me like that. You're right. I was just really excited to tell you. What? I was out on the boat and had time alone with God and was able to set a few things straight. Alone with God, you mean? Yes. Now, through faith, I am a son of God. Oh, that's so wonderful! We've all been praying for so long. I know. Thank you for not giving up on me, Alice. Oh, I'm so happy, honey! Praise God! God proved conclusively in the months that followed that nothing could separate Gail from his love. For this man who feared to lose by his decision for Christ was actually promoted to a vice presidency. In retirement, he didn't retire at all when it came to telling others about the peace that passeth all understanding and the joy of a new life in Christ. This man who had almost everything realized that he had nothing lasting until he received Christ. Listening friend, this same Lord waits for you. If you need help in making this crucial decision, we encourage you to call 1-888-NEED-HIM or you can get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the new prize for this sweepstakes contest is yet another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse... On this one is Lamentations 5.21. Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. This plaque is, well, beautiful. The deep brown bark complements the light brown rings where this plaque is written. It's also carved into almost the shape of a heart. 
If you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. Unfortunately, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. That's your name, your phone number, and email. This is the last week to enter the sweepstakes, so be sure to get your entries in, folks. The deadline to enter the drawing will be June 3rd, and we will announce the winner on June 19th. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... Robert, can you at least make your own bed? I'm blind, remember? I mean, I don't expect you to cook or anything, but you can pick up after yourself. You ain't my mama, so don't tell me what to do. The man in our story was that blind boy who thrashed his way into the world until the world nearly thrashed him. That you, honey? I was wondering what took you so long. I'm getting kind of hungry. You better learn to get yourself something to eat, Bob, because I won't be around much longer. You're going to leave me, Francis? What am I supposed to do? What you always do, Bob. Sing and drink. Don't miss the remarkable true testimony of his rise to country music stardom. That's high-priced entertainment there, buddy. Recordings, radio show, the barn dance. That guy's been on top. That's Bob Gardner. And now he sings for a drink. Aw, oh, that's life. Don't miss Bob Gardner's remarkable true testimony. Coming soon from the classic files of Unshackled. Heard in this classic true story of Gail and Alice Evans were Michael Walner, David Brian Stewart, Chuck McLennan, Allison Voller, and Jennifer Dimmitt. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Holly Krajewski. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, Jack O'Dell and Kylie Hammond. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>